this thing on? Yeah, it's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's always good to just try something different. I've been recording and just analyzing things, you know what I mean? Uh, last night we talked about hard rock. <laughs> Epic rock. Cinematic rock. Some people would probably scoff and say, Is there such a thing as cinema? Are you just fucking kidding me? No. Because think about it. Think about it. How they can use songs of that magnitude in a film, in a television show, in an art piece to highlight the moment, highlight the scene. Kind of like how Tarantino does it. Okay. You know, using David Bowie, using Tupac in period pieces. Yeah. I, I do know that that rubbed Ennio Morricone the wrong way. <laughs> it did. He didn't like it. He didn't... Probably because, you know, yeah, he probably wanted Tarantino to use more of his score. I can understand that. But, you know, mixing it up. Mixing up, and that's what Tarantino does. So, of course, in the antebellum South and Django, Quentin Tarantino's going to have Tupac. And, of course, in the 1940s, Post, you know, or not post, uh, World War II, France, Tarantino's going to have Bowie <laughs> to highlight the scene. That's really what music and film, you know, that beautiful marriage. And then you remember that scene. It's kind of similar to Kill Bill. Remember Kill Bill when she calls out to Orenishi and then the music plays and that music is Death Rides a Horse. From another film that Tar- that uh, Ennio Morricone scored, and Tarantino borrowed it and used it for Kill Bill Volume One, and then Morricone went on to do more score work for the second installment, Kill Bill Volume Two. So it's a it's an interesting marriage. It's a it's a long way from Sergio Leone and the spaghetti westerns and. Once Upon a Time in America or Cinema Cinema Paradiso, which also Ennio Morricone uh, scored. But it wasn't until... So in 2007, he gets an honorary Oscar from none other than Clint Eastwood. And then in 2016, he wins his only competitive Oscar for The Hateful Eight. But it took a Tarantino film... For him to win that competitive Oscar. And then, uh, because they say that if you win the Oscar, it extends your life a couple of years. So that was 2016. So four years later, Morricone dies at 91, I believe, 91, 92, in Italy. And here we are, 2022. It's been an interesting ride getting to study those films, getting to study those scores that Morricone did so brilliantly. I I am such a fan of his. I've said this before and time again. He is a rock star of musicians, and he does scores. I'm sure he wouldn't like me saying that, but he's, you know, he's in the ether. So here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, where I talk about music, and I talk about film, and I talk about the vibe, and I talk about the feeling that these moments give us there are certain you know bands that won't put their film their songs in films i know that tool won't really do it 
I do know that I think it was Sweat uh, that they played in uh, Escape from Lo- Escape from L.A. in 1996. That's the only time. But like the Perfect Circle, you know, they'll they'll. I mean, what was that film with uh, Keanu Reeves? Uh, Constantine. Constantine. There's in a Perfect Circle track. It's a creepy. It's a creepy film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you've got the acting debut of uh, lead singer of Bush. So, Gavin Rossdale. How how could I forget? Get, come on, come on, Glycerine. <laughs> I love that song, and I and I love the band Bush. His solo stuff. It's like okay, it's it's not it's not Bush. Come down and see. Those are songs that you could put in a film and it it recently came out that they're going to remake The Crow why remember that one that so famously you know Brandon Lee uh, Bruce Lee's son was The Crow and then what happened he dies he dies and then they used I think um, other actors to help finish the film for like uh I think they put his face on someone's body or something like that. And then they did a second film. Uh, so the guy from the It is going to play. I think his name is Skarsgård. Is he related to Alexander Skarsgård? <laughs> oh, this month. The Northman. I've been looking forward to that ever since I heard that they were going to do it. Robert Eggers, who's such a great filmmaker. And then how can you not, you know, it, it doesn't matter your persuasion. You're, you're going to you're gonna like some Alexander Skarsgård, okay? If you like True Blood and you liked all the other things that he does. And yeah, I do. Come on. Remember he was in the Lady Gaga video uh, for Paparazzi? That was, that was epic. That was epic. See, that's where music, the music video... It's not what it used to be. It used to, you know, you would wait for it. And then the video would come out. And then everyone's talking about it. Now, Lady Gaga still is able to do that. Very few artists today can do that. Where you are talking about the video. You're talking about the video. How it makes you feel. And she did that with GUI. She really, she hit that on the head with GUI. I think GUI, it's GUI and Venus... I think that is one of her most epic videos that I've ever seen because it really and not only sold the song, but it sold the whole album, the look and vibe and the fact that it was filmed at Hearst Castle. So, yeah, it it was it was a moment. It, it It was a vibe. It was a vibe. I love that that video. And that's where art and music, you know, and film. It translates. It translates. Because you think about the 90s, it was all about MTV and VH1. And then what happens? MTV stops playing videos. Now there's MTV Classic. But in in the 90s, it was all about Smells Like Teen Spirit. And it was all about, you know, uh, Arrested Development, uh, Tennessee, or Achy Breaky Heart. Ugh. Billy Ray Cyrus. This, this is, this is, I think this is before he even conceived Miley. Because how old is Miley? I don't know. I was watching one of her videos and I thought, you know what? Okay, okay. 
what's that one? It wasn't Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball is Wrecking Ball. But what's that one? Um, uh, we we won't stop. We can't stop. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back after these messages. Dr. Zeus Phone Podcast coming up. So we're back, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I want to acknowledge, first and foremost, what's going on in the world. I am with Ukraine. I am appalled and disgusted by what's going on. And I I had kind of like a fantasy vision of me saying, screaming at Biden, saying, look, I voted for you. Please do something. Don't just, well, we have to wait. Okay. Do it. I want to get that out of the way. I usually don't get political on here, but what's going on is really upsetting and disturbing. I've seen the images time and time again, and we need to do something. It says something that even though the Grammys were anticlimactic in every possible way, that they let, or let, they gave Zelensky a platform, but the Oscars did not. That says something about the Academy Awards. That says something about them. It's appalling. It's appalling that, you know. But, hey, they would rather have two men slap each other. And I saw an instance where a reporter on MSNBC said that the rest of us should just back away and let them take care of it. It's like, no, I disagree. I disagree. Because there were children in the audience. That is an industry event. I don't care... Uh, what other award show they do that on that was inappropriate it was disgusting and then and then tiffany haddish who oh i thought it was beautiful seriously you think that's beautiful well when a guy does that for you and and gets an assault charge and goes away yeah will you still think it's beautiful i don't think so but hey i'm not tiffany haddish she's okay she's all right she's all right um so what we're, we're talking about films and music and this month I'm going to go to some concerts. That's the thing about concerts. You do get your money's worth dependent on the artist. I don't go to a lot of pop shows. I know that Maroon 5 coming to town. Not going to go see Maroon 5. Yes, I know. All of you really want to go to see Adam take his shirt off. Okay, I've seen better. But anyway, I have. I've seen better. Hey, I'll give it to them. They know how to do pop hits. They knew how to do pop hits. I remember when they did that video for animals. And it was a tad, according to the critics, inappropriate. Yeah. And so then they had to do another video of just snakes and bunnies hopping around and shit like that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I serve it up, and I and I have to serve it up. Because these are the times that we're living in. I mean, <laughs> the reality stars, you know, so many of you want, you want that. You want a piece of that. Whether it's The Bachelor, whether it's the those annoying sisters and their mother and now mother, father, uh, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, here, here's my question. Here's my question to the audience. 
Why does that intrigue you? Is it because they have money? Is that why? Do you want that kind of money? I don't think you do. Because look what's associated with that kind of money. A lot of hangers on, a lot of hangers, or haters, a lot of uh, parasites. Okay? Kind of like the movie Parasite. Remember that shit? <laughs> I know you do. Reality stars, that's great. You know, it's cute. I liked it when Ozzy did it because here's why. Ozzy Osbourne was this rock star and it really boosted his profile. It boosted his profile as a musician. It really did, okay? As for these other people who are, you know, new to the spotlight. 15 minutes. You know, Andy, Andy Warhol famously said that. All people will be famous. I can't do his voice. Yeah. But all, all people will be famous for 15 minutes in the future. And it's happened. And then people go beyond that sell-by day. Versus those who I talk about who actually put in the work. Ennio Morricone put in the work. Tarantino put in the work. Tarantino was not an overnight success like people thought. He'd done television. <coughs> he sold one of his screenplays in order to do uh, Reservoir Dogs. If you Okay, if you're a Golden Girls fan like I am, you do know that Tarantino was one of the Elvis, singing Elvises in the episode where Sophia and Mr. Weinstock get married. Because Rose messed up the list and, and instead of the family called up all the Elvis impersonators and Tarantino was one of them. Go and look at that episode. I promise you the proof is in the sauce. And, and those are that's paying your dues. Okay, that's paying your dues. Now, if you do like a tick, here's the thing. I like TikTok. I think it's a great platform. I'm not like Adele who said, oh, my music is not for TikTok. Uh, a lot of your fans are on TikTok, lip syncing to your songs. So shame on you because your music is for TikTok. And I, and I want to give a shout out to my friend who does these amazing live TikToks. She hasn't done one in a while. And it's all about positivity. That's what I like. It's about positivity. It's about giving a voice to those who don't have a voice. And talking about culture and talking about lifestyle and music and just the vibe. That's 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 what I that's what I like about film and music. You you get that vibe. You know, you get that vibe from Tom Waits. Although I know a lot of people who don't like him because his voice is scary. Well, you know what? Selena Gomez's voice is scary because you think of all the pro tools that they're having to stack on that. Okay. I, I have some really good friends that I love to death, but they love they overly love pop music. It's it's like fast food. And I just got some fast food, so I shouldn't be talking, but pop music is like fast food and too much of it. And you're overstimulated, you're overfed. And it and it and it hits you in, in the wrong way. And so what I'm I'm about here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast authenticity the authenticity of this art this music this film oh you're not supposed to block that intersection um so yeah that's what it's about 
that's the game. That's how we do it. And yeah. Sometimes I just like to do freeform. I don't want to. I, I know that people are. Do you ever get tired of doing this? No. Because I know that there are different ways to utilize my artistic endeavors. My artistic voice. I'm, I'm an okay draftsman. You know, I'm an okay musician. But as a podcaster, I know the power to connect. And I know the power to my audience. Just like Ken Burns has a new thing out on Benjamin Franklin. Go watch that. Ken Burns. Interesting filmmaker. Sometimes problematic because if you think of the modern day stuff and the diversity and, and he's come under fire for that. But he's addressed it. Okay. Whether it's baseball, whether it's the Second World War or the Vietnam War. So, yeah, uh, as an artist who is able to convey these artistic endeavors and as a podcaster, you know, I'm able to give it to you. I'm able to give it to you and I enjoy this platform and I always put the work in at this. I know that some people, oh, but you don't know Protels. Well, I I don't really want to work on a MacBook. And, and nothing wrong with that. Here's the thing. Eventually, I will. But I will say that there is... Um, I get a little intimidated using a MacBook versus using the phone. With the phone, I can record. It's there for you. You can sink your teeth into it. It's live. It's a podcast. Enjoy it. So, as always, unpleasant dreams.